Hey there, welcome to BSing with Brandy, where our mission is to help you get shit done in your business. I'm your host, Brandy Good, and today we're going to talk about the number one system that my business cannot survive without. So this topic came from a recent podcast episode that I recorded for Allie at The Educated Boss. So that episode isn't out yet at the time of this recording, but as soon as it is, I will update the link in the notes. So Allie asked me what was the one system in my business that I couldn't live without. Now, for a few seconds, my brain kind of flashed through a few different things like my website or a lead magnet funnel or my online booking software. But really, when it came down to it, Um, If it wasn't for the system that I have set up for task and project management, what I will refer to as my productivity system, my business would completely fall apart. (laughs) So here's a quick outline of what I want to cover, and then we'll we'll dive into the details of those things. So first, I want to talk about why a productivity system trumps everything else, why it's important to take the time now to save time later and then the seven steps that I use for figuring out personalized productivity systems uh, for myself and for clients. So let's talk about why a productivity system trumps everything else. So when I think of all of the systems that you set up in your business, um, you might picture an umbrella or a pyramid or something like that. And the reason why I put productivity at the very top is because you can have all these other systems set up, like other really important ones are say like your onboarding for clients. That's important to give them a good experience when they start working with you. Um, Your marketing system, how you are actually reaching out to people and then making sales and things like that. Those are really important, but if on a day-to-day or week-to-week basis, you sit down at your desk and you don't actually know what you're supposed to be doing on that given day, all of those other systems, they're not going to run as smoothly. They might fall apart as well, but they're definitely not going to be efficient, right? Um, Like trying to, you could be training for a marathon Um, and you're the most amazing runner, but then you come down with a really, really intense illness, but you try to run the marathon anyway, you're not going to run as well, right? (laughs) Because um, the main thing, your health, isn't at 100%. So that's why productivity, kind of, I put it at the very top. Um, And a lot of people, they work on developing other systems but they still feel really disorganized or things aren't fitting together. And it's because they haven't focused on that one overarching, okay, on a day-to-day, week-to-week, month-to-month basis, what am I doing? What steps do I need to take? What things am I focusing on? So that's the piece that they might have missed or maybe haven't flushed it out in as much detail as it needs to be. So That brings us kind of to the second thing, why you need to take the time now to save time later. So what ends up happening with a lot of people I talk to 
um, like they come and they ask me, okay, what do I need to do to be more productive? What system or what workflow, what software do I need to use? And so I give them back like a report that says, here's, you know, here's what seems like it's going to work best for you. Here are the tools that will probably work best for you and your business. And then they look at it and they go, holy shit, it's going to take me so much time to get this set up. And the problem that people are having, right, is that because they're scrambling to get things done, they don't have that system in place. They're already so busy just trying to stay caught up or get caught up that they don't have the time to become productive, to put those systems in place. And it's a catch-22, but it's one of those things that it's never going to get better unless you carve out that time. So you kind of have to look at what's going on in your business and in your life. And if, if you have something super, super critical coming up, then maybe this isn't the best time to sort these things out. Um, if you have somebody else that you can help you um, to either work on that critical thing or to start um, working on your productivity system, then maybe that's a little piece you can outsource while you're working on getting your stuff done. If you know that you have certain laws in your business where it's seasonal um, or just certain months of the year, anything like that, those could be good times for you to plan uh, to put together your productivity system. So you do have to take the time, take the time to make the time, right? But you don't have to do it right this instant because that might uh, throw a wrench in some other things. So I'm not saying do it now no matter what. Pick the best time to do it, but then commit to working uh, that system out. So that's the second thing I want to talk about. The third thing is actually seven things, <laughs> and that's the steps that you can use to figure out your own personalized productivity system. Um, so this is something that I've talked about before um, with other people. It's kind of the system that I use, the steps that I use. Um, I've talked about it in um, other presentations and stuff and people find this very helpful. So I kind of wanted to reiterate it again today, um, especially since it's been, you know, probably a year since I first put it out there. So there's been some minor tweaks to it. Uh, so let's go over those seven steps. So the first one has to do with boundaries. So this is important when it comes to your productivity because if you have no boundaries, um, all the rest of the steps are going to be very difficult to implement and very difficult to maintain. So just like your productivity is like the top of the pyramid for all your business systems, boundaries is the top of the pyramid for your productivity system. So you have to set some boundaries and they can be, you can start with little things. Um, you don't have to come up with all these rules and then announce them to everyone all at once like it's a big event. Um, because that can be stressful for people. Uh, setting boundaries is always difficult because you're 
sometimes they're internal boundaries, like don't check your phone a thousand times a day, <laughs> right? That, that's one that you just kind of keep to yourself and then try to enforce it. But when it comes to business, boundaries often revolve around um, how we engage with or interact with clients or audience members or teammates, employees, things like that. And so you're often having to tell somebody, okay, this is how we're going to do this thing now, or this is how I'm going to do this thing, and it's going to affect them in some way. So that can be really stressful for people. The thing to remember, though, is that you're putting boundaries in place so that you can improve your business or improve your communication with somebody. You're trying to improve prove something and it's really important to emphasize that so that when you say hey uh, I'm only going to respond to emails uh, twice a day if you just tell people that they're going to be like well what if I have an emergency or um, but I need to be able to contact you whenever I want you have to make sure that you are telling them hey I'm only going to answer emails twice a day, which enables me to put more focus into XYZ, right? It could be into the work that you're doing for them. So you're not responding to emails, which allows you to do better, more focused work for that person. Um, make sure to focus on the positives for both you and for them. Um, so boundaries, really important. And like I mentioned, you don't have to do it all at once. You can do it little by little, like a really, really simple boundary that a lot of business owners need to put in place. Um, so if you take online bookings uh, with people, there are people out there that just have their calendar connected to their software and then clients, the general public, whoever can go in and just book an appointment with them anytime. Um, so a boundary that you could easily put in place is just to limit the days or the times that people can book with you so that you know, okay, on Wednesday, Thursday, Fridays from 10 till noon, that's your meeting times, right? And people just book during those time slots. And so you know, okay, those are your meeting times. You can focus on other things. Um, that's a really, really simple one. And as far as I know, <laughs> in my own personal experience, in the experience of people I've talked to, I've never ever heard of somebody writing to a business owner and complaining that the, the time slots that they had available were bad. Like, People just, they see what's open. They assume, okay, that's just when your meeting times are, or they assume you're completely booked up otherwise, and they just, they'll pick a time. They're not going to complain. They're just going to pick a time. <laughs> so that's boundaries. It's really, really important to set those before you start working on a lot of the other things. So that's number one. Number two, step number two you have to listen to your body. So this doesn't necessarily have so much to do with, with software, um, but if you are trying to 
put yourself into a schedule that doesn't work for your brain and your body, um, it's not going to work. It's why there are so many studies out there that say people who work the standard like nine to five, eight hour days are actually only productive for a very small chunk (laughs) of that eight hour day because everyone's a little bit different. Um, There are some people out there who are blessed to be able to sit down at work at eight, work solidly until like four or five o'clock and they got tons of stuff done. A lot of people are not blessed with that (laughs) ability. So you need to, you need to figure out, um, basically your circadian rhythms. You have to listen to when your body is telling you, okay, I can't focus. Um, I need a rest or I have lots of energy. Let's do everything now. And then once you understand kind of when your, your body's natural rhythms, energy levels, when you understand where they're at, you can try to design your workday around those rhythms. So for example, me, um, I, it's a combination of my, my energy level, but also I'm introverted. And so I find having meetings with people even if it's a fun meeting, if it's something I like, it's it's not the person necessarily. It's just having to engage and interact and do focused listening and, and what you should be doing in a meeting um, is quite draining to me. And I used to have all my meetings in the mornings just because that is what I was used to from my corporate life. And morning meetings were always better than afternoon meetings because people didn't want to pay attention in the afternoon. So that's how I started out and what kept happening over and over again is that I would have a couple meetings in the morning and I would be drained and in the afternoon I wouldn't get anything done because my energy in the afternoon was already a bit low and so on top of that I was piling on um, more fatigue and then I was getting nothing done and so it was just meetings and then nothing. So I finally clued in to what my body was telling me and I started keeping meetings, you know, say 99% of the meetings I have are all in the afternoons. So I get a lot of work done in the morning and then the afternoon is for meetings or kind of optional things or projects that I just work on a little bit at at a time. So when I get to the end of the day, I got a lot done and I had meetings. So you just have to pay attention to what your body wants. If you, if you've read all those articles that say people who wake up at four in the morning, you know, are like the best people in the universe and you've tried that and it doesn't work for you, it's because your brain doesn't want to be up at four in the morning. Maybe you're a night owl. And the thing is, that's okay. You don't have to get up at four o'clock in the morning and get, you know, five hours of work done before everyone else starts to be good at business. Um, you have to listen to what your body wants to do. So that's step two. Now, step three conflicts a little bit with step two because step two doesn't work for everyone. Um, Because it's fine if you are a night owl, but maybe your life 
kind of interferes with your ability to do your best work at the time when your body wants to do it. So step three is to work with life and distractions. Um, and that could be everything from you still have, like maybe you running your business, but you also have like a full-time or even a part-time job and they're set hours that you have to be there. Maybe you have kids, that's a really common one, right? Um, depending on what age they are, <laughs> you have different things you have to work with. Um, maybe you have family members that you have to care for. Anything like that um, may put, may throw a wrench into your body's natural rhythms. So for example, maybe you have, maybe you're a night owl, you get your most focused work done in the evening. You've also got kids. And so in the evening, that's when they're home because they're in school all day. So they're home in the evenings and because they're there, they have questions, they need you to do stuff for them. You can't get that work done because that's, that's just life. That's a distraction um, that you love, but that you have to deal with for your business. So in that case, you have to kind of just get creative, um, come up with either a compromise, um, maybe depending on what age your kids are, maybe you can go to a coffee shop. A couple nights a week and work or maybe um, you have an office that you can go to and they know to leave you alone um, unless it's an emergency for a couple nights and then you do your most critical stuff at those times and then you see okay what's my second best time of the day and then you put the rest of that into that time slot so I definitely you know, while I say you need to work with your body, that's not going to work for everyone. And so you have to come up with that compromise where, okay, here's what my body wants to do. And in a perfect world, if I can just follow those energy patterns and that rhythm, here's how I would work. But the reality is these are the things in my life that need to be dealt with that I need to do. And so what is the compromise between those two things that's going to allow me to be productive? So that's the first three steps. Now, those those three steps are typically the ones that I say, definitely do these before you start working on anything else. Figure these things out <laughs> before you start adding in um, software and tools and resources and stuff like that, because this is kind of the basis for how you're going to start um, structuring your days and your weeks and things like that. So step number four uh, is super specific, but I wanted to break it out separately. Um, and that is time blocking. So a lot of people talk about time blocking and there's kind of what I refer to as the traditional time blocking. And then there's what I refer to as my way of time blocking, which is a bit more flexible. Uh, so typically when people are talking about time blocking, they're saying, okay, here's your week and then make blocks of time every day 
and, and schedule your tasks into those blocks. So your week might end up looking something like, okay, from, from eight till nine, every day I do task A. And then from nine to 11, I do task B. And then 11 to 12, task C, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so I have tried that. I have struggled with it. I thought something was wrong with me um, until I, I found out um, through just reading um, articles by other people who are struggling with it as well, that like you don't have to time block exactly like that. So if you, if you find comfort <laughs> in having your schedule laid out very, very strictly and specifically every day, and that's what you need to get things done, that's fine. So the issue is that when that doesn't work for people, um, then the whole thing falls apart. So if I wake up and I look at task A, it's eight o'clock, I'm like, okay, I'm gonna do task A, but I'm just, whatever it is, I'm just not feeling it. But then I look and see, oh, you know what, task C, I have some ideas for that, so I'm gonna do that now. Um, so then, then there's the argument where, okay, no, I'm supposed to be doing task A, I have to get that done. So I might struggle and sit and try to get task A done. Um, it either won't be as good as it would normally be, or it will take me way longer and suddenly my whole day is thrown off. So the way that I time block, I time block a bit more on a weekly basis. So I, I can see what needs to get done in a given week. And when I, when I sit down on whatever day it is, I go, okay, these are the things that I have to get done for the rest of the week. What do I really feel like working on now? What, what could I be in the flow of working on? Because maybe it's a blog post that has to get written and I'm really in the mood to write or the topic that is coming up is super exciting and I have lots of ideas. So guess what? I'm going to write because if I don't do it right then, the next time I go to do it, I might not be able to get it done as well or as fast. So I'm going to do it then because I'm in the writing flow. It could be anything else, but that is kind of how I'm time blocking. Um, the other thing with time blocking is that it does help if you can get a good idea of how long tasks take. So in any business, you're going to have a handful of things that you're doing over and over and over again. So if you can get a good idea, and the simplest way is just to time yourself doing it a few times and then see if there's an average, um, then that will help you when you are saying, okay, what do I need to get done? Because you know how much time you're going to spend on it. So I'll go back to blogging, for example. So I know that for any given blog post, um, it's going to take me about two hours start to finish to, to do my whole blogging process. So if it, so if I'm in a writing flow but I, I, maybe I have an appointment coming up in an hour. 
if it is something, if the appointment is something that I can change, then I'll change it so that I can spend the next two hours just writing and getting that blog post done. If it isn't something that I can change, then I can decide, okay, well, maybe jot down, you know, some thoughts, your outlines, just get as much done as you can, then have the meeting, then see if you can come back to the blog post. So my time blocking is a a little bit more flexible, um, but it works for me. And I know that that traditional method of time blocking, a lot of people struggle with it because as soon as one thing is behind or doesn't get done, it's like the whole week is out of whack and um, that becomes a problem. So I want to talk about time blocking really specifically, but in a in the larger scheme of things, it has to do with step number five, um, which is scheduling and tasks and reminders. So figure out how you like to time block, what works for you, and then start thinking about how you're going to schedule all this stuff in um, what do you need to make sure you get everything done and that you know what you need to do. And a big one is, do you need reminders? <laughs> um, which it's funny, but we'll talk about it. So when you're scheduling all these things that you, you know, you have to get done, do you just need to see a list of them and that you just check the list, you do it, you cross it off. That's fine. Or do you need that thing on your list to have a specific date and time attached to it? And if it has a date and time, do you need reminders that, oh, it's coming up, or you have to do this today, or you have to do this thing this week? Because a lot of us, you know, we've got so much going on that without those reminders, we don't know what we're supposed to be working on. So it's important that if you do need reminders, that whatever tool you're using to work out your, uh, your schedule on a daily, weekly, monthly basis, that reminders is a feature. Um, if you find reminders distracting, like I do, um, with some exceptions, uh, then you have to make sure that whatever tools you're using gives you the ability to turn the reminders off. <laughs> so I have notifications for almost everything turned off on my computer and on my phone. And the only time I get reminders for things is for actual meetings or appointments, right? Because those are things that I don't want to be late to. If I, if I know I have to write a blog post today and I was going to do it in the afternoon, but I start it halfway through the afternoon, I'm late, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> right? So, um, it's important that you understand what is going to distract you and what is actually going to make you more productive. So that's reminders. The other thing with scheduling and tasks that you need to work out is do you have a place to brain dump all the random tasks and to-dos that pop up in your head throughout the week because guaranteed any given day you're going to be like oh I should do this or 
oh, I forgot to um, put this into my time blocking or whatever it is. And so you need a consistent place to put those things because if you don't get them down in writing somewhere, like our brains, our brains are amazing, but also sometimes really, really dumb. And you won't remember it. (laughs) If you do, it's a miracle. Uh, You might remember it too late. Um, Or you might keep remembering to do it and forgetting to write it down. And then a few days later, you're like, oh yeah, I had to do that. So make sure you have a place uh, to write all that stuff down. And the added benefit of that is that once you have that list, then if you need to assign due dates to it so you can get reminders, you already have it in that list. So make sure you have a place to brain dump. Then the sixth step um, is something that is, I guess, a little, not brand new, but newer for businesses is, are you sitting at a desk all day or are you constantly on the go and you just have your phone or your mobile device or is it a combination of both? So I still know people who like very smart people, successful businesses who cannot access their own calendars on their phone. And so whenever you want to make an appointment with them, they have to wait until they're back at their computer, (laughs) at their office or their desk to see when their availability is. Then there are other people who they're using an app for all their to-dos. And if they don't have their phone with them in that moment, then they can't add those tasks or things that pop up um, because whatever it is doesn't work on desktop. So you have to understand basically geographically where you're going to be doing your work and then whatever system you come up with, whatever tools you're using, make sure it works everywhere that you need it to. Um, So make sure that the email that you're using, that the calendar software that you're using works on desktop and mobile so that you can respond to emails, you can book appointments no matter where you are. Um, And vice versa, if you're doing some sort of task management or to-dos and you do them on your phone all the time, does that app have a desktop version or is there a way that you can connect it to some other desktop app um, using Zapier or something so that you can, even though it's two different um, applications, all of your stuff is still there for you to see no matter where you are. So that's, that's really important um, because there's nothing more frustrating <laughs> than trying to connect with somebody, say at an event, Um, and you want to, they say they want to get together for coffee. And so you try to book it, but they're like, oh, I I don't know when I'm available. And then it's just so much harder to get a hold of them and to get that ball rolling. So that's step number six. Step number seven is the, the simplest step, but, um, sometimes the most challenging and it's to adjust your productivity system as needed. So you want to think of your productivity system as a living 
a living system, a living document, if you have it documented, because your business might change, things in your life might change, your business needs might change, and your productivity system has to change with it. Because if, um, let's say your, say your kids are graduating high school and they are moving out and suddenly you have those evenings free for yourself seven days a week and that's when you do your best work, don't try to force yourself to do work earlier in the day because that's the system you set up. Adjust it because now you have something that's going to work better for you. Um, you could start doing new and different things in your business. Maybe you you hire people to help you get things done and now you don't need to spend as much time doing certain things so you can fill those slots with meeting times, with other more high-level work that you need to get done. So make sure to always always take the time to kind of check in with yourself say okay is the system working for me what could I tweak um, what is what is fabulous and don't touch it right now and it's important to do that check-in even if things in your business and life aren't changing because whenever you implement something new you need to give yourself uh, a few weeks to get used to it so don't come up with a system, try it for one week, and then decide it doesn't work and abandon it, don't do that. You got to give it a few more weeks <laughs> to take hold. It's like a habit, right? So definitely check in and see what's working and what isn't. Uh, it could be a matter of just a tiny, tiny tweak you need to make, and then it's as perfect as it can be. It could be that there's a whole bunch of stuff that's not working and so you change one thing and then see how it goes and then you change one more thing so it is a process but I promise that if you put in the time to do all these things that you'll eventually get to the point where adjusting it and tweaking it is really really easy because you have that that good solid base of productivity in place um, that when whenever you need to make changes it's a lot less work than if you didn't have that all set up ahead of time so those are the seven steps that you can use to figure out your own personalized productivity system so that wraps up today's episode of bsing with brandy if you enjoyed this topic you can find more like it at bsingwithbrandy.com that's b-s-i-n-g with brandy.com and my name is spelt with an i <laughs> just in case anyone is wondering i not why and along with more topics you're also going to find show notes and links to any resources that i might have mentioned today and while you're there feel free to subscribe to future episodes on the platform of your choice I wish you all the best getting shit done this week. Bye.